You know, BJ, I'm just going to say it. Rudy was offsides. Wow. Michigan at the 41. What a hit. Ball's free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do. Cloudy just says, I'll take care of business right here. You give me this long to catch my breath, I'll come off the ball and rock you and get it right back for our offense. Third overtime. Notre Dame trying to end it. Touchdown wins it. Dorsey trying to get across. I want to I mean, say something. You weren't wrong about Rudy. Oh, I know. Anyways, now now to get on on a, a somewhat right track, but we're not going to be talking about Notre Dame for a second. I think I found a smarter way for that play to have gone in the Georgia-Alabama SEC championship. Of course, you can't go back and change it. No. However, the ball got tipped at line. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious that it got tipped, right? Yeah. The receiver caught it in order to avoid an interception and keep them alive. I get it. Why not tip the ball down? Yeah. Incomplete and get another chance at it. That's what I was just thinking. Like, I, I, I mean, we've seen so many smart, heady plays. I know it's SEC championship. You can't expect to be like perfect in that scenario. No. Or, or have an answer for that scenario. But I'm just thinking, like, in my mind, if you're, if you're knowing the clock situation, if you know you're falling to the ground, why don't you just hit it to the ground? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's been 10 years now since that happened. And these are, you know, the, at the time, 18 to 22-year-olds. And so, I mean, you know, we've we've had 10 years to think about it and everything like that. And No, that's not true. I am 22 still, so that doesn't count. Well. I'm, I'm of the age to know what to do. And honestly, I've never even looked at that play enough to really yeah. acknowledge that until just now. Like, yeah. I think that's the first time I've actually watched that play and like probably I guess six months because I probably watched some compilation with it in there somewhere over the mm-hmm. off season. But like, I, I never looked at that play and was like, man, like I was just like, damn, that's dumb. I never even realized the ball was tipped until just now. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, sometimes. what was your reaction to that? You, you, you look like you like had a, they should have fucking lost spot. that game, dude. They should have lost a lot of they the games. They should never have won that big game. And, and you know what? I'm glad they got their ass whooped in the national championship. They deserve it. Well, you know, I think it's funny that we, like, is talking about 2012. It's like Colin said, man, he was up there in South Bend a while back, and, and he's like, man, mm-hmm. I saw more Ohio State fans than Notre Dame. I was like, no shit. They don't live there. Yeah. There's no way. Like, I knew somebody that I went to high school with that went to Notre Dame, but – you know, she's no longer up there or anything like that. So, all right, um, I'm going to leave a little more joke before we actually get into Notre Dame here. Okay. I noticed on the floor of this WNBA playoff game that the sponsor is Clorox. Uh-huh. It's, it's really kind of them for uh, letting let them be the official itself? drink. Yeah, I think it's very kind of them for letting Clorox be the official drink of the WNBA. It's great. 
Well, I thought I did not. I did not think that was where you were going with that joke. So I'm, I'm kind of. Well, kind, no, kind I was. I, I decided to be a lot more tame about it. Believe Subtle. me, there was there was another joke in there, but I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. <laughs> I chose oh to take gosh. the high road. Um, no, but you know, I, you I think know. it's funny that we're talking about Notre Dame today, and we've had a 2012 Notre Dame clip because. You know, didn't just like a couple days ago they released that uh, Manti Teo documentary about him getting catfished? I was just thinking about that. You know, like you got to feel for the guy in a sense because I mean, obviously, I mean that's a shitty thing. Like, and yeah. sometimes, and some people are just like that naive and not really know. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I can't say. can't say i think he's an idiot because i don't i mean no. that, that'd be outrageous to say but yeah it would be at the same time it's like i, I don't know I, I don't know how to even explain that to be completely honest I, I don't know how to explain my thoughts on it or anything i'm just kind of it'll be interesting though Where, where's that where's that documentary for people who may want to watch it like myself i i think it's on netflix i'll double check real quick though Colin, Colin, uh, or sorry, Tyler's like, of course, if it's on Netflix, of course it is. Probably is. Let's see. The documentary. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Of course. Well, hey, so anyways. We, we were talking about Netflix before the show started. He's got an idea or he's got a way to watch it potentially if he needs to. So, Notre Dame. I, I don't know if I want to, but I might. Well, anyway, there's, yeah, there's other stuff to watch on there too. So there, there is. I was actually um, on there the other day, but man, I, I gotta say their selection has gone downhill tremendously from what it oh, was. Yeah. It, man, like I mean, I yeah. Uh, you know that was that, that was my go-to. You know when I was younger. Ever but, since uh, they lost the office, yeah. Well, not, so and I mean, just that. Yeah. I mean, ever since all these other services have come in, it's just like, oh yeah, you don't really match up. No, like, I mean, I find myself watching more like Peacock, Hulu, uh, you know, other stuff than than Netflix these days, even like Disney Plus. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess let's get into it. I just finished yeah. working with the schedule and everything, so I'll. Sounds uh, good. Done with that, and it's ready to go when we're when we get to it. But I mean, let's let's start talking about this team because there's a lot of changes. Of course, the departure of Brian Kelly was the biggest part, and the biggest surprise, really. I think, too. You know, I gotta say, I don't know that I, I was surprised. I felt like at some point he was going to leave to take another job. I just didn't know when, and especially I did not expect yeah. him to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't expect mm-hmm. him to be going to. LSU and now starting to fake a southern accent. Um, and and uh, I, I, it. honestly, I think, you know, I'm not even mad at the southern accent thing, right? Like, that's whatever. But what is annoying as hell is the dancing with the recruits. Like, yes. come on, man. <laughs> and I, I watched do. the video. I'm going to have to see if I can find it again and I'll send it to you. Um, because oh, it was so funny. So I, I'll, I'll find that to you. It's not suitable for. Oh, okay. Need to talk about here because uh, yeah, I do but declare anyway. that might be the worst southern accent I have ever heard in my life. 
Yeah, right up there with the one you just did. Uh, but anyways, so we have some news out of, out of Notre Dame, and I'm glad we're getting to this now when we are because there's a couple different things. One, Avery Davis out for the year, torn ACL, mm. done for the year. So that's a big loss, especially wide receiver. Um, yeah. Avery Davis last year uh, only picked, put up 386 yards uh, receiving. However, he did have four touchdowns. He was a pretty solid, uh, solid guy for them out there behind, you know, Kevin Austin, Michael Mayer, um, you know, and up there along the likes of Braden Lindsey, uh, Lorenzo Styles. I mean, there, there are some, a few other guys who made some plays, but those were the two big ones. Of course, we could talk about Kyron Williams, just over a thousand yard rusher. He's no longer there. He uh, is out, but Chris Tyree is back and he's the guy I expect to take over and be the guy uh, in that starting role at running back. He had a lot of, uh, a lot of well, a handful of snaps last year. He actually did the majority of his damage through the air in the receiving game, uh, two hundred fifty-eight mm-hmm. receiving yards and two touchdowns. He also added on 200, uh, 220 rushing yards. Logan Diggs may get some t- playing time, and that's that's fine and that's its own right as well. Here's where I'm actually kind of shocked. Starting quarterback news, it's Tyler yeah. Buckner. And I mean, yeah. I'm not fully shocked, but I thought Drew Pine. I, I expected him to maybe be getting a nod, not only as a, you know, a being in the program longer. I guess is what I'm looking for there. But I expected him to just have have that shot, and he isn't. I don't know if he's going to transfer or not. But Tyler Buckner is the quarterback to start the season, and and I went back and watched some some highlights of Tyler Buckner. I think on Wednesday, right when that news was announced. I mean, I like what I saw. He's a not the most mobile guy in the world. Like he's not the fastest guy, but he can run. Yeah. He can do a lot. So depending on what this offense is trying to be with Marcus Freeman, because that's a question mark. I mean, it is, but it's not. I believe Tommy Reese is still the offensive coordinator. So and he is. Um, Al Golden is a defensive coordinator, of course. So it's not like they're hurting right now in terms of what they have. At, in terms of offense and everything. I think Tommy Reese is going to be extremely helpful. Al Golden on defense is going to be extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, a first-year head coach is one thing, but when you have the experience at coordinator position the way that that Freeman has, I mean, this is this still has the potential to be a really good team. I think they're a little young in some places. The defense is going to have to find some guys to step up without Kyle Hamilton now. But overall, yes. I think they're a good team. I mean, I think this is a really solid school. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, you 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 see Notre Dame for the most part year in year out. They're they're pretty consistent. It's it's very rare where you see them actually like have a, a bad year. And you know, the, I think there was only maybe one or two years that they did have under Brian Kelly that they weren't you know getting close to eight or nine wins uh, every season. Like he, you know, Kelly was the most successful coach in Notre Dame history, at least according to win-loss record-wise. Um, didn't win a national championship, so you make the argument for different coaches in that respect. But when Kelly left, none of his coordinators decided to, to pack up and, and ship down to Baton Rouge, which I thought was very interesting uh, as well. But as you said, when, when everybody pretty much stayed true, and, and stayed with with Notre Dame, 
that that does give you an advantage in terms of your preparation with this new with the with the returning players and the new recruits that they're still in that same system that they were in last year not too much has changed even with a first year coach so yes uh, to make a short story long i think that there is a, absolutely uh, a chance for this team to be really good and you've seen that reflected in in the preseason polls i mean top five in the ap and top 10 i think they may have just been outside the top five in the coaches poll um it's gonna be really interesting um you were talking about the quarterback play and, and who was named the starter buckner uh, you're talking about two quarterbacks last year tyler that combined for 65 pass attempts with only 36 completions. Uh, so it really is, you know, going to be something different. But this Notre Dame team last year on offense, you know, that was their identity is is they were, you know, putting up points and throwing the ball around with Jack Cone. They were 20th in passing yards per game, 19th in points per game offensively. And then when you look at their rushing numbers, drops them all the way down to 84 at 144 rushing yards a game. So whoever that quarterback is, is which is Buckner, as you announced, as, as they announced as well, um, is, you know, got to be ready to run this offense and, you know, try to get it humming back to that kind of level that Cone was because, you know, they didn't really have a big-time running game last year. Yeah, they're going to be interesting to see what they're – what they're able to do and you would think they would have been better i mean kyron williams is a guy who everybody expected to be one of the best running backs in the country and really didn't didn't shine the way i think everybody expected him to so yeah it, I, i'm curious to see what chris tyree or logan Diggs are able to do in the backfield and then of course tyler buckner able to run he had 336 rushing yards last year and three touchdowns so it's not like yeah he'll add an extra you know touch to that run game maybe help some things out i mean I, we saw tommy reese use him as a as a read option power quarterback mm -hmm. run guy last year yeah so it opens up the uh possibility for more of that this season with that being Absolutely. said though i think we spent enough time on the roster and talking about this team as a whole this year why don't we go ahead and get into the schedule it's fine they're, i mean they're gonna start week one um I assume this game's ABC. I don't know. For sure, yes, though. it is. Um, it is the primetime game. That's what I thought. So, assuming game day will be in Columbus week one, I think Ohio State's going to walk out and walk all over these guys. And this is not a, a shot at Notre Dame as a whole. This is a, a actually more so a, you know, really me giving props to this Ohio State roster. I mean, they are loaded this year. This is a team that should be in the – in the playoff. If they're not, it should be an utter disappointment. Because this Ohio State team is absolutely loaded. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the cream of the crop and the Big Ten. We'll, we'll talk about them next week before the week zero games start because we'll be, you know, we got six more days of previews and then it's, it's, it's season. It's, we're in season. So, yeah. um, yeah, this Ohio State team is is just I think uh, they're on a level that cannot be really reached by a whole lot of teams this year. It's it's going to take them lowering the level themselves, you know, not necessarily intentionally, but if they have a slip up, it happens every now and again, and that that might still be 
you know, they might still be all right, even with that. You, you know, they were, had they not lost that Oregon game last year, they probably still would have had an argument as a, you know, a one-loss team to be in the playoff, even though they lost to Michigan. Uh, that being said, I just, I don't see Notre Dame and, and this, this offense really being able to hang with Ohio State, and they're going to have to put up points. You're going to have to put up points to beat Ohio State, and I just, I'm not sure I, I trust Notre Dame's offense this early in the season to be able to put up enough points to do that. And I, I just, you know, when you talk about the, the defense even a little bit, you know, last year their, their defense was pretty good in the top 15 in points allowed per game. You know, they were, they did give up a lot of, you know, passing yards, 224 a game, and rush defense was 37th with 136 yards per game. So it's, it's you know, this Ohio State team could, could name the score. I just, I'm not sure I see where, you know, a lot of Notre Dame fans are saying that they're going to emerge with a victory there. And I, I just, I don't see it. So I've got, uh, yeah, I don't know where all that news is coming from, but I, I don't know if it's delusions or <clears throat> probably a lot of, a lot of hope. And, and this, is, this is a team I think is going to be good. We're going to talk more. I mean, obviously yeah. we have a whole schedule to go through still. Yeah. And why not get into that Marshall game? I think they're going to win. They'll get right back on track. A uh, game that could be close. Uh, we talked about the Toledo game last year. I think this mm-hmm. game could be very similar to that, but I think at some point Notre Dame pulls away. They find a rhythm. And it sets them up really well for when Cal comes to town. Yeah, I've got Notre Dame winning and bouncing back after what I can't imagine being relatively close game in Columbus. But they they will get a win at home. I think Marshall, pretty halfway decent team, but you know I just I don't think that Notre Dame is really going to have another Toledo early in the season. We kind of saw last year they were, you know, the schedule was a little bit easier the first few weeks and before that Wisconsin game. And you're wondering like, okay, we've definitely seen some flaws with this team. Is it going to matter? And it ultimately didn't end up mattering until they got to a, an actual matchup that they were, were clearly, you know, not the better team in. So, um, I, I think that this game will be more, a bigger spread of, of victory for Notre Dame because they already have a loss. Okay. They take on Cal at home, and this is a game, this is a team that could be very tough for them. Um, but I don't see it happening again at home. I think that, uh, I think Notre Dame ekes another one out, but man, these I think these two games are going to be a lot closer than, than people may be thinking early on. I think the Cal game will be closer um, than the Marshall game. I, I think Marshall certainly could hang around for for you know a half maybe halfway into the third but i think notre dame pulls away quicker in that game i think they will beat cal i'm not necessarily trying to expect a lot from uh justin wilcox's squad this year but i think that they have the talent that they could keep this one close and you know even into the fourth quarter it's a one score game and you're watching and, and notre dame's defense gets a stop and and Cal's defense gets a stop, and they've got one more chance, and they just can't can't eke it out at the end. So I've got Notre Dame winning this one. They go on the road to Keenan Stadium to take on North Carolina in a game that I think is going to be really good. I mean, we're talking about close games throughout these these three, really, for me. And, you know, the more I look at this game, 
I think the closer I get to it. And, uh, you know, I think North Carolina is going to get the win here. I, I think this, this Notre Dame team is going to struggle another tough road test to go on the road and, and, and win in Chapel Hill. It's not it's not as tough as Columbus, but it's still a very tough environment. It, it You know, Josh Downs, we've talked about him being really good. we talked about his North Carolina defense potentially being really good. I have changed my tone on this game, and I have North Carolina getting the upset. I have not changed my tone on this. I think North Carolina is going to be better than when I first looked at them. I just I don't think they're quite up there yet. I think you know this will definitely be a close game in Keenan, as you mentioned. But I do have Notre Dame. You go ahead and put that W there. I do have Notre Dame winning in a very close one. This is the kind of, you know, if you want to be a team that is going to be in, in consideration for a New Year's Six game, um, you know, this is the kind of game that you really need to show something and, and pull out a victory in. And and I think Notre Dame will. Yeah, I mean, it's most definitely possible. And when we get to this week, depending on how North Carolina looks, I could change my mind on it. Yeah. Right now, I mean, I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with what I got. Yeah, Notre Dame will will still be ranked even after uh, week one loss at this point. So we will yeah. be talking about it at the end of September. Yeah, we will. Uh, now, they're going to go to Las Vegas to take on BYU. I do think they win this game. Off of a bye week, a chance to really get on track and, and find find that success offensively. The defense, I think, will be coming into its own. Al Golden, I think, is, is a smart enough defensive coach to get this thing figured out and get the ship right at this point. I think Notre Dame wins, and again, another really, really tight, hard-fought game. Yeah, I've got Notre Dame in a really close game. As Colin mentioned, BYU is is a team that could win any game on their schedule. I think this one, you know, neutral side really takes away the any kind of, like, if BYU was hosting this game, I might feel a little bit differently. But being an Allegiant, Notre Dame fans are notorious for, for traveling well even to, you know, venues that they, you know, they're, they're Notre Dame fans all over the country. It's kind of like the, you know, college version of Dallas Cowboys. Um, but I, I do have Notre Dame eking this one out in a very close game that I think will be very exciting to watch. Absolutely. They come out of that game with three relatively easy games, and I say that only because this game against Stanford is at home. I got wins – in all three of those games, um, I, I don't really, I don't feel like I even need to discuss why. Yeah, I've got wins in all three against Stanford, UNLV, and at Syracuse. I mean, the the especially the UNLV and Syracuse games are going to be very relatively easy. The only way that you know they could potentially slip up, in my opinion, is if they they're uh, looking ahead to that Clemson matchup as against Syracuse. Even then, Syracuse might hang around for a little bit, but they just do not have the talent, I don't think, to pull off the victory. And and I think Stanford could give Notre Dame a game. We've seen some pretty classic games in that rivalry as well. But I'm just I think Notre Dame is is just a little bit better, and especially getting getting that one at home is going to be beneficial for them. Yeah, absolutely. Now they, they're at home to take on Clemson, where I've talked about this, well, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, in the Clemson preview. I think Cade Klubnick will be the starter by this point, and I think that, that Clemson will 
walk in and then walk out with a win in Notre Dame. Yeah, it's not going to be uh, what happened in 2020. The you know the the environment will be a lot different, but I think that you know this Clemson team will finally have an, the whatever they want at quarterback. If it's if it's DJ still at this point, this will be a, a little bit closer game. But I think Clemson, clearing away, I think is the better team, and I don't expect it to be a blowout because it's in South Bend. But I do think Clemson comes away and, and, and gets the victory. Just realized I did not fix that. There we go. It might be a little bit more visible to the eye of those at home watching us right now. Certainly me. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they come out of that Clemson game with a game against Navy. I think that's going to be a, a pretty easy win. I don't see too many issues uh, defending this uh, triple option attack. No, Notre Dame, I mean, they, they usually will be relatively close for, you know, first quarter, maybe first half, depending upon how Navy's uh, ability to control the clock goes. Uh, but they always find a way. It feels like this isn't 07, this isn't 2016. You know, I just, I don't think Navy wins. And even in Baltimore, I've got Notre Dame. All right. They take on Boston College, where just like the Stanford game, if this game was on the road, I think my tone is different. I think that Bill Dracovic, Zay Flowers, it seems going to be really good up there in uh, Chestnut Hill. However, I have Notre Dame winning, and you know the trend of close games gets right back on track here. I think this is going to be a lot closer than than I guess the Notre Dame faithful's comfort will be. Yeah, we've seen several teams that are you know, really good that have the talent to go in and pull off a victory and, and they keep it relatively close, but Notre Dame seemingly finds a way to, to eke out these games when they're at home. And I think it's more of the same with this. This is going to be a really close game. Boston College certainly has the talent to pull this one off, but at the end of the day, Notre Dame gets a home victory and that gets them to 9-2. and two. Yep, eight and three for me, where they will close out the season on the road in the Coliseum against USC. Now, this is a team that I think will be firing on all cylinders at this point in the year. They may struggle early, but I think by this time in November, this USC team will be rolling through their schedule um, and through the season, really. I think that USC not only wins, but I think they actually win this game pretty comfortably. I don't see a way that Notre Dame really sticks around in this one. I just I have a hard time thinking that Notre Dame will be able to hang around with the offensive talent. A lot like the Ohio State game, I think USC is just going to be able to score enough to, to get them a win. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that USC could, you know, <clears throat> I think USC is, is going to be able to do what they want offensively in this game. I, I'm not saying that, that, you know, as a knock to Notre Dame's defense, but I just, I don't know until we get to this point, what we're going to see from Notre Dame's offense and if they're going to be able to score enough. And I, I just don't expect it. So I've got this one as a USC win, as does uh, Colin. Colin's got to nine and three with losses to Ohio State, North Carolina, and USC with an upset win over Clemson. Interesting. I, I, if DJ is somehow still a starter at this time in November, 
It's certainly Notre Dame, Notre Dame will win this game. I am yeah. banking solely on the fact that DJ Uyunglele will not be the starter at Clemson at this on November fifth. Yeah, or even before that. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a much round up here that Wake Forest game, uh, especially if there's a, a lot of struggle going on there for for DJ. I think they'll pull the pull the string because I, I watched some K Klubnik film last couple days actually, and the more I've watched, the more I've been impressed. I mean, that kid looked like he was college ready. He looked better than Quinn Ewers did in that state championship game between Westlake and South Carolina in 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. was – I think this kid's a real deal. Whenever he gets on the field there, he is the guy. He's going to take it over. I, I think very similar to – I said yesterday, like when Kelly Bryant got replaced by Trevor Lawrence, that kind of a situation. Um, this is going to be yeah. interesting to see what, what Clemson's able to do. They have they have options. Uh, it's just a matter of whether Dabo's willing to use them. So enough Clemson talk. Notre Dame, 8-4 and four for me. Uh, again, this North Carolina game is what changed in my mind. Otherwise, I was right there with you, BJ. Um, yeah. But, and I'm, you know, not, I'm not. And I'm not saying that we couldn't necessarily flip a, a victory for a loss at North Carolina or a loss for a victory against Clemson, like we just talked about. With if if DJ's still starting, I think everything else. I mean, I relatively don't expect them to lose many home games. I think Clemson is is the prime suspect for a home loss. But other than that, I mean, you know, they do got they do have some tough road games that that will definitely be interesting to see how they respond and handle adversity because some years they're really good on the road or some years they find ways to win games on the road that maybe they shouldn't. Look at last year. But, you know, other years that they're not quite as good, they very have have a lot of struggle and they don't win. So yeah, it's good. Like I said, it's just going to be interesting to see what this team does. Last time they were, <laughs> just for for reference for anybody who may be curious about that, last time they were under five hundred was twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it's not a team that I would expect to see um, losing many games. But you never know. I mean, it is still, you know, Marcus Stream is a brand new head coach. I'm confident in this team simply because they keep Tommy Reese. Al Golden, again, is a good enough defensive coordinator. He can be serviceable for what they need this season. And Marcus Freeman played defense. He was a he was part of the defensive staff last year, so it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't yeah. know how to help the defense out himself. So with all that being said, I, I'm I'm curious to see what this team does. I think they're they're one of the more interesting teams, especially that are ranked within the top ten right now. I think they are ranked top five, are they not in the AP? Yeah, they're number five. Interesting. Well, they're right where the way too early pull at them. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting team to watch and, and definitely one we're going to keep an eye on throughout the season. So, absolutely. With that being said, uh, that'll do it for us today. Tomorrow we have the American Athletic Conference preview. And then we may, I'm going to pitch this idea later, uh, we may do our loudmouth top 25 directly after that instead or at some point tomorrow instead of Wednesday because I have some other things going on and I think we all want to be there for that. So if we can make a new, pick a different day, that would be much easier. So, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, once, once we get into next week, there's a possibility, in fact, a, a probably strong likelihood 
that I will not be around for number one and number two teams that we would talk about on Thursday, Friday. And yeah. so, I mean, I've, I've done videos on them and, you know, we, we've got content that we can talk about. And, and I, honestly, whoever's here to talk in those previews, it's really just a question of, do you have this team losing a game? And if so, where do you see it? And, you know, because they're both going to be really good teams. In fact, we're, I mean, we're talking about, a lot of you know a lot of good teams this week as we have yeah. been you know for the past four weeks now yeah and uh well i guess I, I we're a week away from week zero yeah one week away from college football being back so i'm just excited for it man it's i'm ready to roll so thought being said we'll uh we'll see you tomorrow with the american athletic conference preview <laughs>